This is better than La La Land. I get out of it. Get out I, of I, it. I, I, yeah. I think. Even. I, I mean, one of the big questions I did like take out of this is like, what sort of monster does not pick up a dog out of the ocean? Is this a great or a shit idea for a podcast? Hello and welcome to Every Movie Ranked. The very sensible idea that we had a couple of months ago was that we're going to put together one comprehensive list of every movie ever made. Is it going to happen? Probably not, but let's see how it goes. Callum, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm really excited. We've got a second guest today, so this is going to be the first time that a guest will be able to have an opinion on an actual form list, because the first time we had a guest in, I think it was only like four or five movies. But now we've ranked 11 movies subjectively. So, yeah. So today we're joined by Emma at the movies. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I am very good. Looking forward to uh, some healthy debate. (laughs) (laughs) So shall we go straight into showing Emma the um, current list uh, that we have put together? Um, so let's just <laughs> let's just take a look at it now. We'll go from the bottom to the top. At the bottom there, we have uh, Hubie Halloween, uh, Zombieland, Double Tap, Ready Player One, followed by Batman and Robin. At number seven, we have El Camino. Number six, we have Midsummer. At number five, we have Soul. Four, we have Happy Death Day. Third, we have Wayne's World. Number two on our best movie ever made so far. We have School of Rock. And at number one, we have Mission Impossible Fallout. Now, Emma, (laughs) you as a guest have the power to have a look at this list now and move one film up or down one space. What are you thinking? What are your first opinions on this list? Oh, I'm a little surprised. (laughs) Um, Obviously, you'd given me a a sneak peek of the films that were on the list, but not the order. And... uh... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting this to be the result. Um, what are you drawn hmm. to? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> wow. Well, this has thrown me because I was like, oh, I know what's going to be right at the top. I'm going to, I'm going to say I want that one moved wow. right down. And um, which film did you think would be at the top of our list? Well, I assumed uh, Midsummer would be oh, higher really? up the list than it was and I was gonna go no I want to shove that one further down <laughs> yeah yeah soul was our biggest shock so me and Brad came into it in episode two and we were like soul's obviously gonna be near the top like we've only got to rank about like six films seven films and then our guest David came in and basically convinced us it was a freaky Friday rip-off film it's basically <laughs> just a body swap and then we he explained it and our heads were just ruined after that because when you think about it, it oh. literally is. It's a body swap film that's just been camouflaged with oh, all these no. messages. This is what <laughs> oh, I mean. what have you done? It literally, it's ruined the film for me. Oh, no. Oh. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with, with that in mind, Emma, you have the power now to move one film up or down the list. Is there anything that you think needs moving that you, um, you'd personally rank higher or lower on that list? Because now you have the power to do so. The power is in your hands. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad at the top of the list. That's, I mean, it's pretty solid. Um, okay. I don't know what Callum would have said if you'd said School of Rock needs moving down. Because, uh, <laughs> no, that absolutely does not need to be further down the list. That is good where it is. Um, you know what? I think we're going to have to pick Ready Player One. I know it won't progress far up the list, but okay. I mean, I feel like it's better than a number nine in this list. Okay. Right. 
I don't know if, if uh, sorry, I don't know if it's um, too much of a controversial opinion to say that it's better than Batman and Robin. Uh, when we were uh, when we were ranking uh, these films, I think Batman and Robin was there just because it gave us a bit more of a, a reaction to the film. Um, but you have the power, Emma. You've moved the Ready Player One into number eight on this list. So excellent. There Thank you. Go. you. So let's go into this week's film. Um, first of all, we are going to be talking about First Man. Now, the beauty of this um, this show for me is that when we have guests on, they will often, uh, as you did, Emma, uh, pitch a couple of films for us to um, uh, for us to talk about. I've never seen any three of the films that we're talking about today. So I watched First Man for the first time um, this week. And uh, should I um, take the first minute, Callum? Okay. Um, so for me, First Man was actually a big surprise. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, I love the fact that it isn't just a um, disaster movie in space, but then again, it wouldn't be because it's based on a true story. They'd be taking some creative licenses if they turned this into a disaster movie. Um, I wasn't a massive fan of the stuff that was taking place on Earth to start off with because I didn't really buy into his character. But when I kind of understood what it was going for, um, I appreciated it a bit more. It's not my favourite movie um, set in space. Uh, it's not my favourite um, Damien Chazelle um, movie at all. Um, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't think for me it's going to be high up on this list. But considering what I heard about it, I think that's maybe why I, I had a positive reaction to it because I. The couple of people that I'd seen, um, sorry, that I'd um, spoken to that had seen this movie weren't massive fans, but I I quite enjoyed it. For me, I enjoyed the the two hours I was in this universe for. Okay, Emma, do you want to go? Yeah. Okay, six <laughs> seconds starts now. <laughs> okay, so I I absolutely hated this oh, film. No. <laughs> I, um, you know, you say space film, and I'm I'm there. I absolutely love it. And I was a little. Skeptical. I'm not a massive Ryan Gosling fan, and um, but I was like, you know what? He's La La Land was great. I, I expect he's, he can he can do well. And no, I couldn't engage with any of the characters really. Uh, just like emotionless acting from both him and Claire Foy. I just I was so bored. Like, and there are so many big names in there. Like. In peripheral characters and nothing nothing could rescue it i i was i was raging when i came out of the cinema <laughs> i i was not happy i mean you know lots of the technical things are lovely but that acting really no okay <laughs> okay over to you callum so i agree with emma <laughs> i yes. genuinely think so i I really love Ryan Gosling's performance in this, but but it felt like Claire Foy needed to be like a bit more charismatic to make that kind of like relationship work. Um, I'm I'm again I'm a massive fan of Damien Chazelle. La La Land is one of the best films ever made. I'm sure we'll go and rank that. But this just kind of lacks something. Like like the whole kind of like space scenes, I absolutely love, but that is not the bulk of the movie at all. Like like there's maybe like five ten minutes of actual kind of space stuff. But like the whole, I just yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a bad film. I just got quite bored by it, if anything. And I was—I just, I just remember being sat at the cinema, just wanting to get out of there and watch something else. So yeah, I mean, oh, it, feel, it feels bad to say this because it wasn't particularly a bad performance by Ryan Gosling. It's just, I just felt like the film didn't click at all, and it felt—it felt like one of those films that would have gone straight to Netflix these days. Kind of a kind of like bland, kind of like not worth the risk kind of film. So yeah, that's what I would 
So. Okay, well, um, I'm outnumbered here, and I don't think I'm going to convince you. But for me, and don't don't hate me on this. Um, <laughs> feel free to interrupt me at any time because the minute's now over. This is better than La La Land. I get out of it. Get out I, of it. I, I do think. Even I, no. I think I, I, I do personally, I do. Per- it's not a La La Land um, episode, but for me, I think I've, I enjoyed my time with this movie more than La La Land. But La La Land is just one of those movies where it just grates me a little bit. Um, but I actually thought Claire Ford was incredible in this. I thought she was great. Um, I, I was attached um, to to her performance. I can tell just by your faces now that I'm not convincing <laughs> you, you otherwise. <laughs> The thing is, like with the with both those kind of performances that were kind of like quite dry, but obviously quite intentionally, I felt like a dry performance, another dry performance. They don't work well together, and one of those needs to have more of like an emotional kind of feeling behind it. And I just felt like your film didn't have that for me, and and, and I think that is crucially why it didn't work. Um, yeah, I mean, there are lots of points where I thought I should be feeling some kind of emotion from these characters, and just. I got absolutely nothing from them. I mean, the only time that I got a bit choked up was when uh, they're sitting around as a family and he's talking to his oldest son. And that kid, (laughs) that was the best bit of acting I saw in the entire (laughs) film. It was amazing. And I was like, oh, maybe there's hope. (laughs) I I mean, the thing is, like, if I fancy going to watch, like, a space film of, like, this kind of thing on a Sunday afternoon, I'll go and stick on the documentary Apollo 11, which this film way better than what the actual, like, first man did. So, like, that's my thinking. Like, I just want to go and watch the documentary Apollo 11 whenever I even think of this film. I don't know. Should we take a look at the list and see where it could go? Oh, it's, you're you're done with this conversation already. Oh, I, just I, mean, don't think, I just don't think it's a good film, and I find it really bland to talk about. Like, but for me, the only thing that was bland about this movie was the soundtrack. The sound, the soundtrack actually did great on me. It was repetitive and it wasn't noteworthy at all for me. Um, but I, I, I think with what they were they were told to do, I think the actors did a good job. Now I understand that there isn't actually much in the way of I don't know if I'd say chemistry, but the relationship isn't on display at all i think if you take the kids out of that situation you wouldn't even know those those um characters were married um and i think that's probably a a shortcoming in in the film and so i see where you're coming from for me i enjoyed it more than most but okay let's take a look at this list then where does it where does it deserve to go uh emma where would you place the first man in this list well out of all of these things like when i look at the ratings i've given them it comes out under Hubie Halloween. I quite no. enjoyed that film. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I did. It wasn't bad. <laughs> At least right. I laughed. <laughs> uh, for me, I can't say First Man is a better film than Ready Player One. So for me, it's like it's below number eight. Like, and and where it goes in there, I don't know. Like, I had more fun with Batman and Robin than this film, but fun isn't really the kind of, like, objective of this film. So it's kind of like... Oh, I... I think it, this goes back to when we had a conversation um, last week, Callum, about what goes higher, um, School of Rock or Mission Impossible Fallout. And the reason we put Mission Impossible Fallout at the top was because I think that's a better um, action movie and spy movie than what School of Rock is a coming of age movie or whatever category you want to put that in um and so if we're comparing this not necessarily in terms of like 
well, obviously a quality of film, <laughs> but for what the film was as a drama, is it a worse drama than what Batman and Robin is a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> is that a comedy? Um, but let's say uh, Zombieland Double Tap, which is a comedy. Is Zombieland Double Tap a better comedy than what First Man is a drama? I guess that's the question it comes down to. The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, Emma's pitching for the bottom of the list. I'm pitching no, for just yeah. below Ready Player One is basically all what I really care about because it's nowhere near as good as Ready Player One. Well, I'll that. I was going to say it's going to fit seventh on the list, but I don't think I'm going to get my way with that one. Oh, mate, you're um, definitely not getting seventh. Like, <laughs> um, okay. So, so Callum, where would you say that this is better or worse than Zombieland Double Tap on the criteria that we just said? Is Zombieland Double Tap a better comedy than what this is a drama? First Man's a better First Man's a better film than Zombieland Double Tap, and I know Emma's going to hate me for saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. I feel like it should go number 10 because I feel like that's in the middle of all of us. Like, okay. I don't know. Is that a fair compromise? I, I will accept that rating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if we... Okay, we put this below... Wait, number 10. So it's below Batman and Robin. Yes. <laughs> this is the problem with this format. It's that it's so hard to do anything like this. But I, I did not think that when we actually had ten films on our list, we've got twelve now, that Batman and Robin would be in the top ten. But here we are. <laughs> uh, Batman, Batman and Robin, at least for now, is in the top ten. So should we take a look at the um, at the updated list that we have there? So uh, unfortunately for Emma, Hubie Halloween is still at the bottom of our list. Kind of uh, everything. Followed by Zombieland Double Tap. And then First Man goes there at number 10. Ready Player One is bumped up to eight after Emma used her power to bring Batman and Robin down a notch. Can't believe that, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> okay. So, so um, I'll open with this. Uh, don't give me a timer. Just a little disclaimer here um, for you guys at home and Emma. Um, when you sent over this film to watch, I was planning on watching it. And then I got delayed by a couple of days. And then the film got taken off Sky Movies. Oh, no. So I was looking at um, using my VPN um, to watch the movie on any Netflix uh, in the world. It's not on any Netflix on the world. And then I tried to do something horrible that I wouldn't recommend anyone do. I tried to pirate this movie so I could watch it for the show. And I couldn't pirate this movie because nowhere <laughs> had it. So I haven't actually had a chance to watch the kid who would be king. So who wants to take it away on this one? I don't mind taking it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we talk about first man being bland. I instantly forgot this film the moment I came out. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, okay. I, I, I'm kind of conflicted about this film because it tries to be better than some of its parts. Like, and I admire that, that it tries to not just be a kid's film in this day and age. Like, there's some cool kind of, like, battle scenes and stuff. Like, there's a lot of kind of, like, set pieces and stunts that I kind of thought was pretty neat for a kid's film. But then, like, towards the end, when it's the whole kind of, like, school kind of, like, fight stuff, it just didn't click for me. And also, like, the, like, the lead performer, like, I don't want to slag off kid actors, okay? Especially because it's Andy Serkis' kid. <laughs> but he just didn't really work for me. Like, yeah, it's, it's just... It... It tried to be something that it wasn't for me and i think i don't know i'm really conflicted about this film because it tries to be better than what it actually is 
I don't know. So over to Emma, who clearly <laughs> disagrees with every ounce of what you just said, Callum. Okay. Uh, well, there are, are, you know, there are some things about it that don't kind of make it hit that top spot for me. But when I saw this at the cinema, it was the first time in ages I had really seen something like this, like a proper kids' adventure film. Uh, you know going into the legends and things and I really liked that as an idea and I thought it was really nicely done um, yeah and the way it aligned the fantasy with the the real world I thought that worked really well as well um, I didn't like seeing Patrick Stewart looking old though that really upset me like greatly um, but one of the main issues I had with it was just the length of it because it was two hours which is really long and yet somehow it felt like it was too short like it actually the battle at the end was just way too easy yeah uh, yeah <laughs> like it definitely felt like it could have done with like another edit or two um yeah like do you see what i mean about like i really admire what it was going for and i think it was very ambitious bearing in mind the majority of kids films that come up these days it's basically to print money <laughs> this felt <laughs> like there was somebody trying to make a good overall film out of this and I just think the casting didn't really work for me. And I think that's, again, I'm not slagging off kid actors, but it just like, <laughs> <But> you <are. laughs> when you talk about School of Rock and the performances seem quite genuine, this seems like they just plucked some kids from a kids drama school and went, you're in a film now. And yeah, I think- that's a that's... little hot. They weren't that bad. They were quite good. Yeah. Were they? <laughs> 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 it's fine. Now, They'll be old enough now, right? Oh, 2019, two years ago. Mm, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll take a look at the, the list um, in a second. We're playing devil's advocate here. I went back recently and I watched Harry Potter and a Philosopher's Stone um, for the first time in, well, probably a year because I watch it every Christmas. Um, but the, the first 10 minutes of that film are just so like boom, boom, boom. And it's so jolting that you're like, okay, well, if I didn't, if I was watching this for the first time, it's, it's actually quite quite jarring um was this based on existing material was it a, an original concept um i think it's probably I in... there's a book somewhere about it right i mean there often is with these these ya movies i'm not sure actually i i no, obviously like sure. there's it draws some loads of like um mythical stuff so like king arthur right. or like round table all that kind of thing right so i think it was probably an original screenplay and judging how the film was made it doesn't feel particularly like it's gone through like many rewrites so i presume it right. i presume it wasn't um based on anything and the reason I, I, I was gonna um bring that up was because uh well maybe that could be a reason why uh, it feels maybe a bit bloated if they're trying to uh, be as loyal as possible but that's just playing devil's advocate i haven't seen the movie at all um whereabouts would you put this in the list emma whereabouts are you feeling because obviously you you're a bit more keen on this film than what callum is so i mean i i really enjoyed it it's like it was a good adventure um admittedly with a few flaws but it's it's sort of just above mid-tier for me so well in in this list that I couldn't predict <laughs> I would have gone I would have gone with like number five or six but right. it's definitely better than Midsummer. I don't think it's better than Soul so do you think it's better than El Camino at, I, I have not seen El Camino do you, think so. do you think it's better than Ready Player One hmm Exactly. Oh, Do you see okay. what direction Callum's bringing this in? <laughs> Do you think it's better than Batman and Robin? 
go. It's it's not well. This is difficult, isn't it? Because it's not better than Ready Player One. However, I don't think it should be that low down the list. We were saying this on the last oh. show. Like we've kind of weighted this list really weirdly in that, like I feel like the average point of this film is probably First Man at number ten. So basically, we need to we need to fill this list like with with some real stinkers. Basically, is what we're saying. At some point, we need to have a really bad episode. But so but far, if you want me back for B movies, I'm totally I'm totally up for that. <laughs> I mean, the Meg is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things we don't we don't joke about clearly, Callum, and the Meg is one of them. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just don't think it's like maybe it's better than First Man. Um, Whoa, I was not expecting the list to take this turn. <laughs> I feel like it's better than First Man, but below Ready Player One. I don't know. Okay, well, considering I just admitted that it wasn't better than Ready Player One, yes. I'm happy for it to go under Ready Player One. Okay, and above Batman and Robin. <laughs> yes, and it, it absolutely has to be above First Man, whatever happens. It can't go that low. Okay, so... Well, the, then the, the question goes over to you, Callum. For you... Um, Batman and Robin, the classic that it is, um, and the fun that you can have with that movie. I can't believe we're, we're discussing these movies in the same breath. Um, <laughs> like so, what, what... between First Man and Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I mean, we're, we're we're only twelve films in. Imagine this when we've got twenty films. It's going to be a horror show. <laughs> what would you rather watch, Batman or Robin, or The Kid Who Would Be King? Tomorrow, what, like, what would you rather watch? Emma? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh, I'd absolutely watch Batman and Robin. Ugh. I, I mean, I think that proves my point, does it not? <laughs> I, I'd i be happy to go the rest of my life not seeing The Kitty Would Be King again. I don't know. I can't believe <laughs> the, the first man's, like, dropping down to 11th. Like, I was expecting Good. it to... to... <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting this to to be up there in the top five, to be honest, but mm. it's dropping out of the top ten. Um, so, okay, so have we decided it's fitting um, below Batman and Robin, but above the first man? Yes, I think so. Are we all in agreement? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared for the next film, but yeah, let's go take a look at this list now. I mean, I might be crying, so, you know, depending <laughs> on what happens, just to warn you. So there you go, The Kid Who Would Be King, the 2019 film, goes into the top 10 just, but it goes above <laughs> the first man and below Batman and Robin. What a weird <laughs> sentence that is. I'm sure Joe Cornish, when he was making this movie, wasn't expecting that sentence to be said out loud, but here we are. So our main event of the day, and I can imagine this is going to take up some uh, some time <laughs> uh, show, um, because I... Th- I, I, I Call me crazy. We'll find out in about three minutes' time. But I, th- I think Callum and Emma are on opposite spectrums when it comes to this film. So I guess I'll go first okay. um, because I think I'm in the middle of you guys. I think there is some fun to be had um, in this movie. I do think it knows what it is, um, and it's not a movie that I think was a bad kind of bad movie because it was self-aware and it knew what it was. It literally jumped the shark. Um, it, there's just there's there's so much in <laughs> in this film. Um, I 
didn't really buy any of the characters or the relationships although i actually thought the best part of the movie was the the love interest i thought she was actually um uh, i thought she was great um i i don't know what the opening bit was about with his wife uh his ex-wife it's <laughs> just the dad stress and then just gets rescued and then off you pop there you go we'll put your name in the credits um but i've 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 i think there's some fun um to be had in this in this film but at the risk of upsetting both of you i think it's just okay <laughs> okay so i'm gonna go now and i'll leave emma till last because i feel like she may try and convince us okay so i made a few notes on this film um, the main thing is he puts goggles on while he's underwater. Does that work? <laughs> Does that work? Um, the ship looks like the ship out of The Phantom Menace, which I appreciated. I thought that was quite a nice, little yellow thing where they go through. Bonus points to that. Dwight Shrew, I've just got that as a good thing because I don't see him in much. I absolutely love The Office, seeing Ray Wilson kind of do stuff. And yeah, too many characters. Why is there so many people on this boat? there's so many characters that i was kind of like what was happening but over i i don't know it was the only film i've ever walked out of a, of in a cinema but no okay no, li, li, listen no it wasn't because it was a bad film it was because i saw it in screen x which is that stupid cinema thing with stuff on the sides and i got blinded by the projectors so i rewatched it for the first time this afternoon in full and it's fine. Like, it was not as bad as what I thought it was going to be. I did really, I, I really appreciated how little they used the shark as well. It feels like they kind of took a thing out of Jaws. And also, I don't know when it's up, but I kind of liked that it was quite Jurassic Worldy. I kind of like that vibe. So, I'm, yeah, I'm to be convinced. So, Emma. <laughs> Thank you. So, well, I mean, obviously. I'm notorious for my shark fandom status on Twitter. Um, no, I love, I love the really crappy shark movies. To so, so to see something with a massive budget and big stars in it was just amazing. And honestly, I love the effects. I mean, it's just daft, like I say, it's self-aware, and I just loved all the little references and particularly that. Uh, the beach scene. I mean, that little kid. I really want to know how he did not drop that ice lolly. I mean, just <laughs> there are so many things in it that like make you question it. And uh, although that seems like a bad thing, actually, I find myself like every time I watch it, I'm like, oh no, I still don't know. I don't get this bit. Like, how do they manage that? And I just love that in a shark film. <laughs> so I'll. I'll... I'll just bring up something that Callum said first of all, which is the the parts that I liked most about this film are the parts that I liked unironically. So when like the, the whole um underwater base, I was actually really interested in that aesthetic. And that um that shot that's in the trailer where the kid's standing there um and she's just like surround it almost like a frame, like with the the uh, the bite mark in the glass. If I was watching that. Um, when I was a kid, no matter how good or bad the movie is, I think that image would have actually would have terrified me. And I, I think it is such a such a great effect. Now, just going off what Emma was saying there, I, I agree and I don't agree. For me, the the downfall of this movie is the parts that I'm not enjoying, ironically or otherwise. Um, are the, uh, the the opening of this film feels like it's shot on a GoPro. I don't know what they were going for, <laughs> but everything was just like so like 
in the submarine and then boom they're out the submarine and i was like okay hang, hang on hang on hang on hang on what, what's what's hang on lads <laughs> let's just calm down what's happening all i, all I, they I remember were in the... a bit of a disaster there i think you know <laughs> yeah no yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah. they were being attacked by shark <laughs> that's that's fair but um i don't know i, I just feel like the 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 cinematography is a bit all over the place. There isn't a consistent style, but it doesn't really matter for a film like this, which again is is self-aware. It's so like just balls to the wall crazy from from literally minute one to the end. And talk about Rain Wilson, spoiler alert, but like his <laughs> final scene, like I, I just laughed. I thought it was great. I saw it coming from a mile away, but I was like, yes, like it's it's great. Yeah, Rain Wilson had some great lines in this. I like when he like when he blasts out i can't swim like it was just so i absolutely love ray wilson it's just it was so good like his performance in it but there is a lot of characters in this film though right i mean quite a few i like i don't like honestly i saw it six times at the cinema (laughs) (laughs) um and i i am one i'm terrible for going to films and i will come out and i will look at my notes uh, like if I've you know been to see something, I definitely want to review, and I will, I would have scribbled down initials or the actor's name because I cannot remember who the <laughs> character is. But I came out of this, and no, I just remembered everything. Like, I, I absolutely <laughs> adored it. <laughs> yeah, like I think for me, I think probably Snakes on the Plane is probably my equivalent of this film. I absolutely adore <laughs> Snakes on the Plane, and I, I they're so warm. like I could rewatch Snakes on the Plane every single day and never get bored of it. And I feel like that's probably the same kind of thing. I mean, I think for me, like, Jurassic World to Jurassic Park is like the Meg to Jaws. And I don't, I, I don't hate that. I kind of enjoy that they've just sunk loads of money into it and got all these actors in and just having a laugh with it. Because that is ultimately what Jurassic World and the Meg kind of is. And I never thought I would have those two as parallels until I watched it this afternoon. It's just, yeah. And also, I, the creaking noise in this was actually making me think my building was starting to creak. And I was... <laughs> I was, I was getting out to mute every now and then to make sure that my house was not slowly falling apart. So that was certainly something. I mean, one of the big questions I did like take out of this is like, what sort of monster does not pick up a dog out of the ocean <laughs> when they are like sailing back to a ship to to like get out of the water? I mean, who does not pick up that poor little dog? <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> I no, just let it swim back. It'll be fine. I, that, that's actually one of the things that I loved about this movie as well is that like even little gags where like you think the dog's just been swallowed and then you just see the little dog paddling to to the boat and just little things like that. And I actually think that there's a little bit. You need to give a bit of credit to to them. I know you were saying there's too many characters in this column, but there's there's actually like little pieces of story that are going on in this film, and I don't think you can begrudge a film for. For almost being the anti-Jaws. Uh, actually, I disagree with you. I know you said that it's a bit like Jaws and that it doesn't show too much of the monster. Are you fucking kidding me? This monster's everywhere. They are they <laughs> are such a long film that it doesn't loud really... and proud, close-ups I mean, and all. Like I haven't checked the statistics, but I'm sure you see the Meg a lot more than you see some sharks in, yes. in other films. But I mean, like the thing is as well, I, I I went into this film expecting the CGI to be pretty bad, and it's actually not awful. Like it was quite surprisingly decent, I thought, and and I think it's like the way they shot the Meg, 
Like, it, it felt like it was absolutely massive. Like, it wasn't like they zoomed out and you'd see it all in one shot. Like, you'd see a tiny part here, a tiny part there. I thought that was really good. I did appreciate how they shot the creature in this. Because unlike many horror films these days where, where it just shows you it up front and then like a full width frame. So, yeah. I have no idea where this is going to go on this list, by the way. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. But just, just okay. So, I think my, my final thoughts for, for this before we look at the list would be that... The parts that I enjoyed in this film, it, the reason why this film is so confusing to me is because it's not like a Batman and Robin where I'm kind of laughing at the film the entire time. Sometimes in this film, I'm laughing. I don't know whether I'm laughing at it or whether I'm laughing with it. And they give me a bit of a wink at the same time. Like that's that's what confuses me when I'm watching this film. But I'd, I, I don't really like it unironically because I, <laughs> I kind of like it for what it is. Um, but I can only ever say that I like it. I don't love it. When those mini sharks came up, when there, when there was even more sharks at the end, spoiler alert, I was like, okay, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> okay, oh. so should we take a look at the list? Um, we'll let Emma, um, well, <laughs> we'll let Emma set the, um, you know, set the marker for this one. Where would you put them? <laughs> Please don't I put mean, it above Mission Impossible Fallout. Please don't look, for the sake of this show. Look. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> now, you know what I'm like? <laughs> this is like, after the whole cinema shut down uh, during lockdown, you know, the first time round, I watched this in protest of cinema being shut. As a joke. <laughs> so now I have watched it nearly 90 times. Oh, so, Madness. yeah, needless to say, it needs to be really high up the list. <laughs> Is this just not called Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. maybe. <laughs> you can say. But <laughs> I, I'm... Like, had Happy Death Day been right at the top, I might have been a bit on the fence, but... I'm sorry, I I feel it's better than Mission Impossible. Oh my god. This I is, love this film. This is going to be the hardest ranking that But we've... now I will admit I am I am happy to admit I'm in a minority <laughs> <laughs> like in the world, not just on this. Um... Brad, where would you see this film being lit in the oh, I was literally about to pass it over to you. Um okay. Um <laughs> I mean I can t- I, I can tell you where it, I can tell you where it's going to rank between me in my... I feel like it could be below number three, but above number ten. That's my range and what I'm feeling like in this list so far. I don't know. Okay, so I'll, I'll work from the, the bottom upwards. Um, <laughs> better than Hubie Halloween. Um, I had more laughs. Better than Zombieland Double Tap was just more engaging. Um, better than First Man. Actually, I watched them both this week and I remember more of them making the First Man, so I'd say yes. Good. And Good. I haven't seen The Kid Who Would Be King. Um, I don't. I wouldn't put half of these films above Batman and Robin, um, but it, it probably is a, just a, a more competently made, if nothing else, movie than Batman and Robin. For me, better than Ready Player One. Um, again, I, I didn't really like Ready Player One and there's. More, I think this is more memorable than Ready Player One. El Camino is such a different film to El Camino, though, isn't it? <laughs> These next um, two films are so different. <laughs> it's to the El Camino and Midsummer. Um, <laughs> it's Midsummer a better film than the Meg. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be mad because I really hated Midsummer. So if it doesn't come above that, <laughs> okay. So 
No pressure. <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like he's finding a home between number five and number six. Okay. So that's well, between think, Soul and between Midsummer. I think it's fair to pull it a bit above Midsummer, just because one of the first things that Emma said on this show was, "I'm glad Midsummer isn't number one." <laughs> um, so I think it, it it would be fair to pull it above Midsummer because I think Callum and I enjoyed it more than most, but we appreciate the uh, uh, really a lot of people that I've spoken to found it just a bit of a, a drab movie. Um, so soul and happy death day up uh, i, I see personally i'd put happy death day above wayne's world because i love that movie so much we agreed um, on it don't don't bring up past grudges brad don't bring up past grudges <laughs> oh that, 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 that was that was put up there against uh against my will i just so you know um i was not wayne's world guy um uh, as much as david talked down soul for me I just can't. I can't put the Meg above Soul. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Emma. I just don't think I can do it. And I feel. I mean, I'm outraged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just feel like I feel like it deserves to be between Soul and Midsummer. I don't know, Brad. I'm loving the indecision on his face. It's it's a really hard film to judge because it's so different to all the films it's surrounded by. If we're going off what makes a a great film, then I don't think it would no, particularly not, be high up the let's list. Not but, do that. <laughs> but this is this is this is every movie ranked, not every film made. Okay, we're 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 talking about films that we put Mission Impossible and School of Rock at the top because they're fun movies. Okay, this is a fun movie. Oh yes, it is. But it's not every fun movie ranked. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, I tell you where I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble because for me, Happy Death Day is above Wayne's World, and I'm happy to put the Meg above Wayne's World, but I'm not happy to put the Meg above Happy Death Day. That's the issue I'm, that I have. So I you... have no issue with you rage putting it above Wayne's World if that's what. <laughs> no, it takes. I, I'm not having that. I'm, blo- I'm blocking that straight away. <laughs> I will end this podcast and just leave it as 13 films ranked. It's fine. We'll just end the podcast here for episodes in. Um, but as as it is, I, I don't I don't think I can put it above Happy Death Day. Um, I do genuinely, truly love that movie. You think you can put it above Soul? After last week, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you opened this movie, Callum, with convincing Emma, like you were convinced last week, that Soul is just a body swap movie. I know, but I've just watched an hour. I just watched an hour Q and A. With Pete Doctor, now I'm convinced it's a good film again. So I don't know. I'm really conflicted about this. Oh, I, okay. I really don't. I really don't know. So, okay. so is it above or is it below salt? Is basically the question we're at now, right? You know the right way to to choose. <laughs> below. I'm just saying. I first of all, Callum, I love how every episode, whenever there's a difficult decision to make, you kind of throw it over to Brad. We'll let Brad <laughs> piss off all the guests. <laughs> Unless we just have a vote, we just have a vote. Okay. So is it above or is it below Sol? Um, and also, let's do the order: me, Emma, Brad, because that's that's fair. So I think it should go below Sol. Where do you think it should go, Emma? Well, you know, it goes above. Oh, no. Oh, look what's happened now. <laughs> it's down to Brad again. No, I tell you what. I tell you what. <clears throat> what we'll do is we'll put... We'll pull it below Soul, but... Yes. But 
will have Emma back on <laughs> and give her the power Ooh. <laughs> to move the film up or down the list. How about that? Can I can I come on the next episode then, please? <laughs> yeah. Just come on just every to, week just and to make slowly sure. rank it one up. So eventually, it'll I don't be I don't want to be like twenty episodes down the line when it suddenly dropped <laughs> horrendously. Uh, I think. This is definitely the hard decision we've had to make in the run of this uh, Well, show. first of all, Callum, that's rubbish because you're not the one making the decision. Um, <laughs> okay, so the question is, is it... <sighs> oh, but then no, it's above Ready Player One. I really love Ready Player One. This is for the problem. Yeah, but it's also... It's, it's also... too late for Ready Player One. It's too far down the list already. <laughs> it's also above Midsummer. Yeah, that's not a problem. I... <laughs> I'd rather rewatch the Meg rather than Midsummer. Excellent choice. I've got a question for you, Callum. <laughs> okay. Is this a great or a shit idea for a podcast? <laughs> it, it's already troublesome, and at this point, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> okay. You know what? Oh, but but then at some point, we're going to have to put Jaws on this. We're going to have to put Jurassic World in. Um, it's just no. set, it sets you a precedent. What? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it above Soul, and I'll tell you oh, why. And yes! I'll tell you why. Because, and I'm going to use the, the the get out of jail free clause here. Emma wanted it number one. You wanted it near the bottom. And, you know, I, I think it's fair to, to go in between the two movies that we're debating about. So <laughs> I will. Oh, it goes into the top five. I will recognize this vote, unlike some other institutions. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it at number five above Soul. Just, this is an amazing decision. Just purely because this all, goes, this all goes back to David's argument of it being a body swap film. It, that, that, that is literally the only reason why I think it's, yeah. Oh my God. Why is it so, why is this film so high? <laughs> oh. oh, I'm so happy, right? You've really made my evening. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go for a nap. <laughs> I'm going to go and watch The Meg again. So. so okay. So we're going to put it at number five. Below Happy Death Day, above Soul. Okay. <sighs> All right. So let's go through the um, the updated list in a second then. Um, and this this is the beauty for me of the of the whole concept is that we're bringing, every week we bring someone on with completely different opinions. I can't wait to have to try and justify Emma's opinions on the Meg as to why it's in the top five of our favourite movies of all time. But <laughs> then we just say David's soul argument and then that solves it. Like we're now using different people's arguments against each other. Literally, can you imagine like if we get to 50 episodes and we're like, well, Emma said this, well, David said this, and then it's just <laughs> convoluted like a cobweb of like reasons why we've rated things. Okay, should we take a look at the updated list? We now have 14 films um, on our every movie ranked list, and it is going really well. So, <laughs> from bottom to top, at 14, we have Hubie Halloween. At 13, we have Zombieland Double Tap, and it's been down there for quite some time. I don't think it's going to move up anytime soon. At number 12, we have the first, oh, first man. I can't believe that I come in strong with my arguments and you two are just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, at 11, we have The Kid Who Would Be King. At 10, still in the top 10, by the way, we have Batman and Robin. <laughs> at nine, we have Ready Player One. At eight, we have El Camino. 
Coming in at number seven, we have Midsummer. At six, we have Soul, missing out on the top five there. At five, we have The Mage. <laughs> oh, uh, at four, we have Happy Death Day, and I'm so happy that that movie is still up there. Uh, at three, we have Wayne's World. Number two, School of Rock. And at number one, Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, that was quite a quite a debate. So, uh, yeah. I, so I think when you question, we should ask at the end of all our podcasts with a guest is, is this a good idea for a show? <laughs> <laughs> it's an insane idea for a show. <laughs> I when uh, when you sent over the the link and I watched it and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is a really good idea. But actually, when you <laughs> look at it like this, you're like, oh, what have they done? What have we done? <laughs> <laughs> what have you started? <laughs> So I'm I'm quite pleased that I've uh, managed to get on so early in that I don't have to <laughs> to deal with the, an excessively long list of people with terrible decision making skills like myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's such a weird benchmark now. Like I feel like I feel like the films that they're now going to be outliers. If, like for me personally, is Ready Player One is going to be a benchmark film. And Soul's going to be a benchmark film. I feel like it's going to be, is it better or is it worse than Soul every time now to kind of like judge where it will be roughly. So. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I am exhausted um, <laughs> and a little bit confused after that, <laughs> that edition of Every Movie Ranked. Um, Emma, thank you so much for coming on and um, really <laughs> putting Callum in his place with his opinions on the Meg. Do you have any uh, thoughts do you have anything you want to plug? Website or Twitter? Oh, you, anyone can come and stalk me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I have randomly bizarre opinions about shark films, obviously, and uh, all sorts of other nonsense. <laughs> and I've got links to my blog on there as well. So, <laughs> Well, thank you very much for coming on, Emma. Um, I'm Brad. You can follow me at Saggy Brad because I've got Twitter now. Um, so follow me at Saggy Brad on Twitter and on Twitch. Um, and Callum, where can people find you? Okay, that's great. Thank you. And as always, thank you for watching. <laughs> like, go on, go on. No, don't worry, don't worry. Just just subscribe to this channel or make this worthwhile because I'm sorry, Tracy, how many episodes of this format we managed to somehow do. <laughs> And as always, we want to hear from the people that are watching this. Um, who do you agree with? Are you uh, Team Emma when it comes to the Meg? Or are you Team Callum? Or are you Team Coward and straight down the middle like <laughs> I am? Um, thank you for watching. And until next time, we've been the Angry Microwave. This has been Every Movie Ranked. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>